Hey everybody, get out of that student union, climb on into the lecture hall, Salem U is open, we have a guest lecturer with us here, Remington Hoffman of Days of Our Lives has graciously given us his time this morning. Hey Remington, how's it going? Hey Matt, how's it going man? It's, it's Thank going you good. so much for having me man, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited to have you here too, and you know, I mean... It's a gift for us and a gift for the people who are watching us live right now on YouTube because you're a busy man. You've made your Thank rounds you. on TV not once but twice. I've been doing my best. You've been I'm around and around. Best, I mean, yeah. I, I pulled up the IMDb. I saw some work with um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. You did a little Marvel project. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, yeah, was that, that like was, aesthetic uh... CGI? You played some sort of alien in that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mastandar. Mastandar okay. the alien. Yeah, he was the uh, he's the bounty hunter. Um, yeah, and they did full prosthetics on me and they painted my face blue and I, I had a mohawk and it was uh, that was such a blast, man. That was the first time I'd worked on. I mean, it wasn't my first network show I worked on, but of that scale, you yeah. know, I mean, when you work on a show that's Marvel, it's really uh, everything's just different. You know, it's like you walk into the spaceship and it's a real spaceship, you know. Like a full, <laughs> you can shoot from the outside, you can shoot inside. It's a real spaceship, a you know. Completely immersive so that was really, experience. Yeah, it's a fully immersive experience. It yeah, must be yeah, so yeah. Easy and then there's like other, there's other world. aliens walking around. It must be you so know, easy like to put yourself alien, in that world, guys. Because I, I think about it sometimes, you know, think about somebody, people taking on these 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 big fantasy projects, big Marvel projects, sci-fi projects, and being able to put your real world life into that fantasy setting and completely sell it that immersive experience with the full set and the full makeup and everybody uh, contributing in that way must really make it easy to access the fantasy. I think so. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. so. I mean, that was my experience. I mean, I was, I was in two episodes and it was Marvel's agents of shield, the network show. So I, you know, I don't know how like, you know, Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo right. feel when they're like doing their, doing it up, you know, cause they do it for so long and such on such a big scale. But I think that, you're right. Like when you're all in costume and everyone's in costume and you're inside this spaceship and it's a real working space. I mean, it doesn't fly, but you know, right. like it's not just, it, it doesn't, it's not like an interior set where the outside is, you know, plaster and cardboard and right. stuff. It's it like, it works. You, the whole thing works and you know, buttons like work, you know, like you'll touch things, you know, and the <laughs> top guy will be like, if you touch this, like it's going to do this, you know? <laughs> and so I think that, yeah, I think you're totally right. I think it works. It uh, helps you enjoy being immersed in it yeah i mean it makes you feel like a little kid you know oh man yes oh, it's, like, oh. it's like playing in tomorrowland at disney yeah exactly <laughs> it's exactly like that it's exactly it, like that. Yeah, tomorrowland yeah, yeah. looks like yesterday land now <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no no it really yeah it does it really like it, it's exactly like that yeah and then you're like in your costume and everything mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's wonderful but you're, you're from california right am, am i am i correct about that yeah, originally, yeah, yeah, I was born in California. I was born in Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz, okay. Hey, that's tangent. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm a Bay Area native. I grew oh no way! Bay Where myself, yeah. Oh, right on. I played basketball over like in Saratoga, uh, growing okay. up, San Jose, Saratoga area. Oh, and cool. then a bunch of the guys that I hooped with, they were from the East Bay, and um, okay. from all those like all those cities and towns over there. And so, yeah, man, that's a really beautiful part of the I, I went to James Logan High School in Union City, California. <laughs> nice. Right on. Right on. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Santa Cruz, though. Okay. that, that So be yeah. Beach City. Yeah. Beach yeah. City. Surf, okay. San, surf Santa City. Cruz skate beach, City. Boardwalk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Summertime very, concerts. You know, they don't, oh, cool. do, they don't do the concerts on the beach anymore, Remington. 
They stopped really? it. Really? Yeah, man. I used to go to that stuff. I'm a I was a big fan as a kid of this group from the Bay Area called Papa Do Run Run. They grew up in Cupertino and they did they did the last concert on the beach every year for decades. And I totally. always went to it because I was a big fan of theirs, you know, uh, from when I was a kid. And I'm still friends with these guys, and they're in their 70s now. But um, oh they my don't gosh, play amazing. anymore. But unfortunately, though, the concerts on the beach, when when uh, COVID hit, concerts on the beach never came back. And they even tore down the grandstand on the beach. It's not even there anymore. Really? I wonder if they're yeah. going to bring it back eventually, because that was a huge thing for Santa Cruz. Well, we would go see the Drifters. Okay. Because they were from San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So we'd always go and see them. Um, but that's really sad. Yeah. Because there was so many like beautiful Motown bands and things that would come through and play during the summer concerts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, was, it was an annual event for our party because my mom's connection uh, to the uh, to, to Papa Do, who, who covered a lot of Beach Boys. Um, oh, right on. Yeah, yeah, oh, so, I saw them then. Yeah. I saw yeah, them. You know, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. It sounds like the yeah, chances yeah. of us actually being in attendance at the same time were kind of high. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. No, no, it's right. no, no. Really, like we probably were actually there around the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like the next, uh, we go to the concert, and my two best girlfriends from high school, we were like the click together, and we always did that. We stay on the beach uh, at, at a hotel, and and the next morning, go out to Zelda's and have breakfast. Oh my gosh, Zelda's! Yeah, Zelda's <laughs> is great. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're, we're that's a really cool nostalgia. thing to be able to do with your high school friends and that's really cool that you stayed in contact with your high school friends and that that's that's like the pastime that you would go and you take time i think that's really important to do is to like stay in contact with people and then take time to do something together and make make it an event because like as we get older and then you know you have kids you have matt and everything changes it's harder and harder and harder i think to make time for those like super important social bonds you know what i mean and Matt's yeah. the Matt's the meat in the middle, you know. He's got siblings on either side. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. So you're oh okay, right <laughs> yeah. on. So you're yeah. the older brother, younger boy. sister. They're both teachers. Oh, well, right on, yeah. Matt. Yeah. Are you close with your siblings at all? Uh, or, yeah, yeah, no? yeah, yeah. We 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 have a close knit family. We we really got along and and had a good experience growing up. And so, um, because of that, we've been able to stay friends as adults as well. Probably even get along better now. Uh, now that we're all old and gray. Uh, really right on before when we were kids trying to slam each other into walls uh, <laughs> yeah with, when, uh, when matt and his brother matt and his brother were playing when they were kids you know and they were big wrestling fans and uh they were playing around in their room and jumping around and everything and um steven broke matt's arm on an accident sure did my right. brother broke my arm <laughs> i was in like the second what, grade what? or something what 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 part of your arm which uh, arm? What, it was, it was a hairline arm? fracture of the wrist here. But oh man! A, yeah, he had to have a cast to here though. I, yeah, I had to have a whole arm cast, a complete right angle, um, and I, I don't know. I guess a lot of people had gotten injured at the time, and here I am, this little kid, and it's it's the '90s at the time. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I go there, get the examination. They say your arm's broken. We're gonna have to give you a cast, but we only have two colors left. You can have hot pink or purple. And I'm this little eight-year-old kid in 1994, and I wound up <laughs> picking purple over hot pink. Because it mattered to me when I was that young. Now I would go for hot pink and it'd be super fun. Totally. Uh, <laughs> no, totally. Totally. No, 100%. No, 100%. In yeah, second yeah. grade, it, it was like the biggest choice in the world. Do I go purple or hot pink? They don't have black. They don't have gray. They don't have blue. What, yeah. what do I do? 
<laughs> that's so funny that they had run out of all of the well it also goes to show that most likely there's more boys uh, like cracking their arms than than girls i guess because they were running out of all of the the black and the blue and they had pink and purple left you know <laughs> i didn't think about that but you're absolutely right but you know, yeah. up, I'm fine. I think it's probably true. Like I've all the young young boys are probably more likely to like break bones. I imagine than, than I mean, maybe it's different now. Like I don't know. I follow some girls on uh, YouTube that are professional skateboarders, and they're freaking hardcore. And oh, I'm yeah. sure they've broken up a ton of bones. Um, but, you know, when we were growing up, there was less girls skateboarding. What was that? Mom? Oh, what were you saying, Kat? I did. I, yesterday, I actually saw a young lady doing some. She was she's gonna be on the Olympic team and she was doing skateboarding and man, she was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah no, yeah. Fancy super flip there's and everything. a young skater that won uh, the Dancing with the Stars Juniors contest. Uh, oh no way! I, re I can't remember her name now, but just just as a little kid, just the most athletic, most agile, most talented person on the stage, and it's just this eleven year old girl. So yeah, so a ton of talent, ton of athletic ability. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love that so much. Well, I have a daughter. I have an 18 month old daughter. Hmm. So if she's like into extreme sports and stuff like that, I'm definitely going to support her, oh, yeah. you know, just hard charging. Oh, yeah. She wants. I, I actually, I actually read it. Is, is your daughter's name Una? Yeah, Una. Una, baby. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, well, congratulations. 18 months. Thanks, you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. So she, you know, she's at the point now where she can walk and she can do her thing. But totally. she doesn't really understand danger. So, you know, she'll walk off the end of a pier. <laughs> totally. Yeah. We have to be oh, super man, it's careful. It's kind of scary. You have to be, at that have time, to be really it? scary. Yeah. You know, you have to be really, really on top. We were just at like, a, she went to a one, a one year old birthday yesterday and there were, and it was at this restaurant and there was an outdoor area and there was like a little stage and she loved like climbing up on it. But it's only a couple of feet high, you know. But at any time she would get close to the edge she was had to learn we had to teach her like hey you can't just walk right off the edge you know so i totally know exactly what you're talking about uh, yeah. but she's pretty she's pretty cautious like she's like she's balanced she likes to explore but when she explores new things she always does it really slowly and she's cautious so that like that helps my anxiety i think that's going to help you as a parent you know? it's older too <laughs> yeah i hope so yeah yeah but um you know i don't know i'm just here to support her and whatever she wants to do is the way i see it awesome yeah. Uh, so how many years ago uh, did, did you start on Days of Our Lives? Oh, how many? When did I first? Oh, Shut it was up. in 2019. 2019 is when I first worked on it. It was in the fall of 2019. Okay, fall of 2019. Because uh, I was doing, um, I was part of the ABC showcase in 2019. Oh, and God. during the showcase, I auditioned for Days of Our Lives. And I had auditioned for, I like, I don't know if we talked about this a day of days and stuff. But I had auditioned for Marnie like for like almost seven years before that okay. you know like i had known marnie and auditioned for different characters and i auditioned for paul naritu um on days and um bombed that audition so badly <laughs> i thought she would never call me back and and then i auditioned for lee and i don't think he was even named lee yet and the sides were like mock sides and it was for the web series where chad goes to paris Okay, Ch Chad, Chad, Chad and Abby in Paris. Chad and Abby in Paris. Yeah, uh -huh. it was for the web series, and then I did one episode of that, and that's when Billy uh, Flynn was directing. He directed that episode, which was really cool. Uh -huh. And I met and met everyone. I went to Days, and it was super fun. And then they said that they, I, they might move me to the network show, and they did. And that was a huge, 
I, I didn't realize how big of a deal that was, but uh, but at the time, but now I now I know because I've been working on the show for years. Um, so I was really grateful that that happened, and um, and I did I did my first scenes with Camila with Gabby, mm-hmm. and uh, I was basically just like for like two years I think I was just coming in every once in a while, and I would either hire or fire people at Demera because that's <laughs> when like EJ was there, and then. Um, yeah, yeah, and everyone was like always being hired and fired, and they were constantly fighting over Demera. So I was the guy coming in, hiring, firing, because I was the newest member of the board because of my dad. He had put right. me on the board of Demera, um, and then it was in because I was telling my wife, I was like, "Oh, if they if they give me a love interest, then I'm gonna be able to really like be on the show." You yeah. know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And then they ended up having Lee and Gabby get together. And they got together, I think in like, I think that was in the fall of 2021. Okay. Yeah. Right. Is when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like we worked through the pandemic, they were calling me back in through the pandemic 2020. Mm-hmm. I was also on the show in 2021. And then right towards the end of the fall of 2021, they had me, I think, kiss Gabby and then Lee and Gabby have sex and like, and it was right before the new year. And I was, and I remember telling my wife, I was like, I was like, oh, I think that this is going to be really good for Lee. And that's when, and then that's when I really started working on the show all through 2022. I was on the show. Reading the pages going, okay, so he's got a family. Okay. He's got a dad on the show. That's good. Okay. And he just needs a love interest, love interest. (laughs) Gabby. Yes, I'm in. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And also Gabby's a a legacy character. So so like being in a relationship with her was really uh, like a big step for me and it was really helpful to be working so much especially with my new family on the way like that was when we got pregnant and all these things were happening and yeah. um, I got married and so like you know as an actor having consistent work at all is just I mean a blessing doesn't even like begin to describe how fortunate it feels I'd say and so I felt really really grateful to be on the show yeah so yeah. a soap opera is an extra blessing yeah yeah I mean it's the best I mean I just think it's probably one of the best acting jobs in LA. Um, I haven't worked a ton of multicam because I hear multicam is really amazing, like in terms of like the job of an actor. Yeah. But the idea that like, you know, they start every day, seven o'clock, you're shooting, you're rehearsing at 745, you're rehearsing at, you're, you're shooting at 845. There's two 15 minute breaks, a lunch break. You're done by six every day. And it's five days a week, Friday, Saturday, Saturdays and Sundays off. It's, it's a shoots all year job. long. It's like, it's so, a regular it's so life? great. It's the best. Yeah, yeah. You get to have a, you have a regular life. You know, it's, it's really, really, I don't think people talk about, I don't know if people talk about it, but I feel like people don't talk about it enough because like, and then you hear about like Jason Bateman and his experience shooting Ozark. Do you guys like Ozark? Did you guys watch that? on yeah. Netflix? I, I watched all of it. Yeah. So like, I feel like Ozark's a really good example. Like, but on Smartless, they always make fun of Jason Bateman for like never being around kind of like with his family and stuff. Cause he's, you know, to shoot Ozark and to do that, it's like, we see the end product and it's this beautiful, amazing show. But I feel like when you're an actor and you really think about what it's like, if you have a family, if you live in New York or LA, you have to move out, you're going to be out there for months and months and months. Like you might be living in a hotel, you know what I mean? For like seven months. And you might, it might be difficult to cook for yourself and like do all these like very basic things we don't think about. And then it's like, oh, do I get an apartment? Do I, you know, do I stay in an Airbnb? Like, how do I actually do this? What's the best thing for me? Um, And then your, you know, your kids are in school. So to uproot your whole family and move out there and shoot this thing for seven months. Um, 
it's it's like very complicated the life experience i think a lot of actors go through i mean it's a blessed job it's like it's an it's an incredible job it's not like i like i don't mean to be like complaining for other people but the (laughs) the blessing of being on a soap and the consistency of it yeah it's it's amazing you know it's like i think it's really not talked about enough it's it's such an awesome job yeah 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 i mean it makes little sense too you know somebody has to go out and and film in just the the midwest in the middle of nowhere uh toronto canada you know it's a big uh, shooting look it's like mini hollywood uh canada hollywood Hollywood. canada exactly have you been to canada uh, no i haven't been able to shoot i was almost in love hard it was a netflix Uh movie um and that was shooting in vancouver and so I was excited. Uh, I almost, I was like right at the very end between me and this other guy. And, uh, and I was excited to go up there and shoot in Vancouver, but I've never shot in Canada before. No, no. But my, my, my uh, friend Duvall, who's on Satima with me, he's the lead. He's shot like one or two holiday movies up in Canada. Okay. And, um, and he has four sons. And so his wife like went up there with his four sons, just her on the plane with four wow, little kids no. you know and made it to canada like i was just when i heard about that i was like dude that's so crazy um because i think he was up there for a, like a month or two or something and they came mm. up for a few weeks to visit and, yeah um so that's like i don't know i feel like that's kind of like the experience of a lot of actors if you're working mm-hmm. you're lucky enough to be working you're traveling and then you and your family have to like work out that it's kind of like a professional athlete professional athletes i think are yeah. it's very similar lifestyle yeah yeah yeah, well, yeah. We were- when we were at Days Days, we asked one panel, and I, I apologize, I don't remember his real name, but he plays EJ. Oh yeah, yeah, um, Dan. And uh, Dan, yeah, and we um, we asked we asked that question, and he his answer was exactly what you said: was I get to see my kids, I actually yeah. get home, and they're not in bed yet. Yeah, you know, it's wonderful. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> the beauty of of this job, and and the consistency, and of course, being able to work, but. Not having to take off, not missing family events, you know. Wally Kurt yeah. actually, Wally Kurt had said um, he he loves the fact that he can be on TV and also go to the mall. Like he gets <laughs> totally. to make his living on TV, and but also doesn't get swarmed <laughs> like Elvis Presley uh, when when he goes out yes. there. And so it's just like a, a a perfect boyhood dream of being able to just pretend for a living, but also live a real life. Totally, so, totally. Yes. No, no, no. It's like I think you're one hundred percent right about that. Yeah, Wally's really great. Yeah. 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 Um, Deidre, Deidre though, like I went out to coffee with Deidre mm-hmm. and people come, people come up, people like notice yeah. and, and come up and say hi and just be like, Hey, I just wanted to say, I've been, you know, watching you since I was a little kid. And, yeah. and I just had to, and I saw you and I had to say hi. And they're super polite with her and stuff. But I, I know that she, she definitely deals with that, um, <laughs> which is cool, which is cool. Like, yeah. I think it's awesome, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you, you, you have your your foot in the soap world. You have your foot in in the Zatima world over on BET. So you know, I mean, I think that the likelihood of somebody recognizing the face of Remington Hoffman is a little high. Uh, I would say it's high it's everyone. It's like every it's every once in a while it happens. Every once in a while, it's really cool. It's really like it's really special when it happens. It must be you know? kind of humbling, also at the same time. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I would. I definitely say so. But you recently but, finished a new season of Zatima. Uh, recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, yeah, uh, and you play uh, a character and... named Bryce, according to my notes. Yes, and then yes. Uh, I did. I did some Google searching, and and um, I, I I really can't tell. And and um, please 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 help me figure this out. Is Bryce in love with a man named Zach, or is that just a fan theory? Yes. So Bryce is struggling with his. Yeah, yeah, kind of like like who does he love? 
who does who's he attracted to? Okay. He has an attraction. So in the first season of Zatima, Bryce comes. So so Zach Zach is Zach's character, who's the lead of the show. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called Zatima. It's based on Zach and Fatima, and it's a so smash that name. it's a smash name, smash yeah. name, and it's it's a spinoff of Tyler Perry's sisters. Mm-hmm. And the audience had fallen in love with Zach and Fatima so much that he wanted to make a spinoff about Zach and Fatima. So Zach is out of prison. He's becoming successful. He's like making money for the first time. He's like getting his feet back in. And he makes he makes really good friends with this guy named Bryce, who's a really good guy who I play. And so Bryce is like a savvy business investor and kind of takes Zach under his wing um, in terms of increasing his financial intelligence and like build, building up his self-esteem to be able to make good business moves in life. And they become really, really close. And Bryce is dating Angela who is Fatima's friend. So not mm. only did they become friends accidentally, Zach and Bryce, but it turns out that Zach's uh, fiance, Fatima, or who becomes Zach's fiance, he proposes to her in the first season, who becomes Zach's fiance, is, is like best friends with Bryce's girlfriend. Got it. But at the very end of season one, <laughs> Bryce goes in to kiss Zach because he starts catching feelings oh, no. for Zach. And so like Bryce likes to swing. That's what was revealed in season two. Bryce likes to swing. He met guys and girls who like to have a good time and, and you know, it's enjoy. Nothing. It's just bonding. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just fun. It's just fun. <laughs> and so I think, but Bryce is definitely very confused and conflicted about his sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so yeah, there's a lot of th- fan theories. Um, is he gay? Is he bisexual? Um, you know, what's going on with Bryce basically? Does he have feelings for Angela? Is it, it's like real feelings for Angela? Is he in love with Angela? Is he in love with Zach? Yeah, so he just a have a very overactive libido. One of those. Yes, <laughs> what is, yeah, it? is it? A very overactive it? libido. It's all of it. Yeah, it's all of it and everything. It's all of it. Yeah, and um, but I think it's really cool. I mean, I, I I'm so happy to work with Mr. Perry, and I'm so happy yeah. that Mr. Perry wrote such like a fun dynamic character for me to play. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I was really like impressed with that he was writing this character into the show i'm the only character on the the only lead character on the show that's not Mm african-american so i think for him to cast me in his show to me is like very diverse and cool and to like include me in his world the tyler perry universe yeah um i feel just so stoked yeah what's the location (laughs) you film that at do you have to leave for that yeah 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 so i go to atlanta and then i stay in atlanta on tyler perry studios and we shoot on the Tyler Perry Studios lot in Atlanta. So you know exactly what Georgia. you're talking about then when you were talking about having to spend a little bit of time away from the family to go shoot. You have experience yeah. doing that. You have experience in both worlds, leaving and also getting this full-time nine-to-five on a soap. Dude, thank you. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's like, it's, it's a great, like, that's also, again, a really, I feel really fortunate, a great job because we, sh- so we shot the first season in five days. We shot 10 episodes, five wow. days. So it, it's kind of like a soap. They call yeah. it, I think some people, some fans call it a nighttime soap as opposed to a day soap. Sure. And it shot, it shot differently. Like it shot on location. It shot with uh, different cameras. So it looks different. But in terms of like the shooting protocol, it's really similar. And I think that's also what helped me book it is mm-hmm. because they, I, in the first season of that, I auditioned on Thanksgiving day. And I, and I thought it was almost a joke. I was like, this isn't real because, because the whole industry shuts down for Thanksgiving. No one ever auditions on Thanksgiving. No one, no one works Thanksgiving. So it's like, 
I, I was like, this can't be really real. And so I sent in the tape like Thanksgiving day or Friday after Thanksgiving. And I just did it at my parents' house with my phone. And then it was like Saturday or Sunday, Tyler Perry Studios was calling my manager and they were like, Hey, I think we're going to like move forward with Remington on this show, blah, 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 blah. And I had been shooting days. And so I had to let them know I was shooting days and then days was really great. And they helped me work around it and everything. That's awesome. And um, yeah. And then I got my scripts like, Friday, I was going on the plane and I had 18 of them out of, or whatever, eight of out of 10 of them. And then I got on the plane Friday night and then I flew. It was like the next Friday. And then I flew and then we were shooting on Monday. We shot Monday through Friday. And then, and then it was over. And it was like, I was, it was like whirlwind. And I yeah, came back that's, and that's the shoot. word that came to my mind. That must have felt like a whirlwind. Like, whoa, yeah. What's yeah, it was, it was really crazy. Yeah, it was a really crazy time. Um, and then, so then we shot the next season. We got to, we got upgraded to twenty episodes for the next season of Zatima. So the second and third season is twenty episodes. They give you eight shots days for that. <laughs> yeah, we got eight working days for that exactly. <laughs> and then this last season was great. We got ten days. Hey. Yeah, but we were there, we were there for three weeks, so it was awesome. We like wow, came in. I, on I made up eight. Monday I was right. Tuesday. You actually got yeah. Eight you were days. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you knew that somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we got eight, we got eight days. Eight days. Yeah, because Deval Deval's the lead, and he had a podcast tour scheduled. Uh -huh. So we should have gotten ten days, but they He's shortened. Like, no, it I'm to too eight. busy. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he's like, hey, you guys got to make it shortened up, you know. You named your um, show after my character. I gotta, <laughs> you gotta fit my schedule here. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, so, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that your experience on Days of Our Lives really was quite beneficial for you when you were doing that, trying to do those ten episodes in five days. There was like a hat for you. I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Sure it's all some comfortable. Yeah. that haven't been in that kind of circumstances were like, oh boy, kind of feeling overwhelmed. But for you. This is not. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I mean, I feel like I've been really. I love working as an actor, and I love being able to shoot, and I love like my experience so far shooting a lot of really fast content. Yeah. Um, and like having to memorize a lot of lines really fast, and having to shoot really fast, and not getting a lot of takes. Um, I think it's been like the best first like series regular experiences for me um I, i've just been really grateful do you feel it helps with the authenticity of the performances not repeating them over and over and over again 50 times before they come up with the final product i i don't know i mean everyone has different processes mm -hmm. and so like my process has kind of become to try to do it like a play like i try to rehearse my stuff like a hundred times yeah. you know i mean not a, not an actually hundred most likely i don't read the script a hundred times um but a lot and i try to do it as many different ways as i can i try to have the lines really just deep deep in and then i i try to you know do my good actor work and be have my homework done you know whatever that is um and uh and then i think what i try to do or what i attempt to do always is to not do like what sir michael kane says he says that the the rehearsal is the work and the work is the relax. Mm -hmm. So when you're rehearsing, you're working. And then when you're performing, you're relaxing. And that's what I like, I shoot for mm -hmm. if, if I could have say anything, you know, is to not do anything that I prepared and to do something different. Um, and sometimes I think that I do. And sometimes I think that I, and you know do something that's over prepared and and you know it's like not as strong but but i, I think acting is kind of like sports you know it's like basketball players they shoot you yeah. know and sometimes they miss and sometimes they make it and sometimes they take a game winner and they miss it and sometimes they take a game winner and they make it and i think that 
it feels to me like the job really is, is to like take shots, yeah. you know? So I hope, I hope that I'm taking shots, you know? Well, I, I know, I know that you have a background from basketball and I know that you went to college. Um, I don't know if you had a, a scholarship for basketball, but I know that you did go to college, play ball in college. Yeah. Uh, so do you, do you still have an opportunity? Do you still get on the court and just with your friends and your buddies and do that? I mean, I would think that, you know, basketball is still really part of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it definitely is. Um, out there with I, Drake, just shooting hoops between scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting shots <laughs> with Drake. No, that'd be fun. Um, no, no, I still play. I still play weekly. Like I play in different, um, like different runs around like the West side of LA. And, um, I played with Adam. I play, I play with Adam Sandler at, hey. uh, at, the, at the court that we play. He shows up sometimes. And I have some really funny and amazing Adam Sandler stories playing basketball with him. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, I still hoop. Uh, like, like probably like once or twice a week, I try to get a good run in. You can tell um, that he's, he's a good awesome. basketball player. He calls it hooping. So, you know, he, yeah. you know, it's authentic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would, you know, I, I think that it would be, it would be hard. You'd have to really make up your mind to make sure you had room for it in your life because you're, you're a busy father, yeah. a busy husband. You're working, you're acting. Um, it would be so easy just to say, I can't make time for it, or fellas, I can't come, or whatever. And then, you know, before you know it, oh crap, I haven't been out there in six months. It could so easily happen. And that the fact that you're diligent and make it, you know, that's awesome. It almost sounds like a, even a way of um, therapy for you, just to, you know, keep yourself zen and centered. Yeah. You're 100%, you're 100% right. Yeah. I mean, I think. Like, I, I don't think that my body stays in, like, really good shape naturally. Like, I definitely have to, I feel like I have to work, like, I have always worked really, really hard um, to keep myself, like, I feel like fit or healthy. Uh, and I definitely build a lot of my life around exercise. And a lot of that is based on, like, how can I continue to play basketball? you know, and play basketball to the best of my ability without getting injured. And for me to do that now at this age, like I have to kind of like my, but what does my friend call it? He calls it like, like, um, uh, non, non-professional professional athletes kind of <laughs> something like that, you know? So it's like, you know, I'm like, I'm like trying to get in a swim every week, like swim. I'm trying to get in like a jog. I'm trying to get in like a plyometric workout, like footwork and stuff like that to keep my knees and my joints healthy. Mm -hmm. I try to lift, I lift weights and I lift like, I try to lift functionally and I follow a lot of YouTubers that teach different types of lifting and exercise routines. Um, so I can continue to play basketball because when you're over 30 and you want to continue to play a sport that's that taxing on your body, you have to keep your body in like really good shape so you don't hurt yourself because you'll people start dropping like flies you know and guys get addicted to it you get addicted to that to that like camaraderie and having a place to go to meet with yeah. other men and to play basketball and have fun and to be able to forget about you know for a little while you're right like very it forces you to only focus on one thing and you can't think about any other stresses in your life that's really i think that's really healthy but I know guys get really addicted to it yeah. and they're playing street ball all the time and they're not lifting weights and they're not getting in the pool. And then boom, you just see guys dropping like flies, their knee injury, ankle injury, back injury, neck injury. And, and it's cause it's like, dude, you're 42 years yeah. old, you know, like you're just not 17 anymore. You, you, gotta you have to work, work out to work out. Okay. Keep you have to mind. work out to work out. Yeah. Well, it's good to have a, two inspirations yeah. then, you know, uh, to, to stay healthy enough to play basketball, something you love. And also yeah. you never know when you're going to going to get a script where he's like, he steps out of the shower, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> totally, totally. Well, I remember like I got a, I had a, a hernia, so I had to have surgery and I wasn't able to work out for a really long time. And then I remember they had me doing shirtless scenes and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, and then I had a baby too. So I was like dad, dadding and having a hernia and had surgery. And then like, I'm getting these scripts. I'm supposed to be shirtless and I couldn't work out. And I was like, I was kind of worried about it for a little while, but then I just thought, uh, it's all good. Like if I look a little bit worse, like I, I just, you know what it really is, is sometimes I think there can be a lot of perfection in like our industry or like in the social media space. And it's kind of like, oh, this is me at my peak. Yes. But we're not always at our peaks. Yeah. And that's yeah. just not re the reality of being That's human. actually something I've talked about on the podcast. Because, you know, there, there's body pressure. Yeah, tell me. Hollywood. Tell me. Tell me what you've talked about that. Because yeah, I yeah, totally, so we, I, um, body uh, pressure and all that. Body yeah, pressure, absolutely. all of that. You know, we, we've heard stories. We went to the General Hospital Convention that they had in Los, in Los Angeles this year. And Josh Kelly, who's on General Hospital, um, mentioned um, getting notes that the network thought that he was a little too chunky and he needed to cut weight and all that sort of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So we've definitely heard about the pressure that exists in Hollywood to keep everything fit and together. Um, but I also know that Channing Tatum spoke to something that you said as well, where he's like, when you see me on yeah. screen, that is when I haven't eaten in two weeks. That is me completely dehydrated. <laughs> I almost oh, wow. never actually look like this. Yes. And so just, wow, just, oh my God. I, t I, t I can't, but I can't agree with that more. Um, yeah. And like this idea that you're always going to look like that and yeah, it's, you're reaching for, he's reaching for a peak performance, right? Yeah. So he like has a film, he probably has an idea of what week they're going to be shooting certain scenes where he's shirtless mm -hmm. and he's prepping for a long period of time before that. He might even have like the ability to hire a chef, right? right. Or someone who's cooking for him. So then he doesn't have to, you know, like portion out his meals and even think about doesn't have what to do his own eating. macros. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. He doesn't have to do his own stuff. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, that's the thing is like, I go to the gym, I'll go to the gym and I'll see people working out really, really, really hard. And I, and I feel sometimes like, it's like, oh, they might see someone on social media or on YouTube or in a movie or on television and think like, oh, I want to look like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but the, the amount of like infrastructure that goes around Channing Tatum looking like that and, and also maybe his genetics, you know? It's it's like a whole it's a whole business around Channing Tatum's abs. Right, you know what I mean? Right. And, insured, um, you know, fifty thousand yeah. dollars each ab. Totally, totally, yeah, like for <laughs> sure, right? You know, like, and uh, and so I think that I think it's cool to have aspirations and to have a goal and to be looking at something and being like, that's what I want for my life, and to just be moving towards something because to me, like, we need that. We always need to be moving towards something. At least I I feel better when I am. Um, but at the same time, it's like the balance of like moving towards that goal, but not putting so much pressure on oneself because even Channing Tatum saying like, I, I look like this for a peak amount of time. And as soon as I don't have to look like this, I don't, I don't, because I know I heard that he loves sitting out on his porch and drinking beers. Yeah. Like that's like, <laughs> that's his thing. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm sure when he's sitting around on his porch, like eating fried food and drinking beer, he doesn't look like the Channing Tatum that we, we think of, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Little, I really, little, little, little bit of a 
dad bought occasionally. Well, dad. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. We're all real people. We're all real people. Yeah. And I think it's important for, for TV to show that as well. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah. Because, you know, because there's so long between um, Days of Our Lives filming and Days of Our Lives airing, you know, it's like six or seven months. Um, yeah, I think, exactly. I, I think that I know, um, I think, I don't know if I know the specific time that you're referring to, but there was a portion of time where Lee was hanging out on the couch, uh, shirtless. This was a few weeks before he got stabbed by Gabby or, or by whoever, I don't know, disappeared, <laughs> died, never to be seen again. <laughs> Maybe who knows what the future of Lee is. We're not going to find out today. Um, uh, <laughs> but what what I what I got from that though was look at Lee being a real person. This is Lee no longer constantly trying to kill people. This is Lee <laughs> relaxing into his life, and I I found that to be empowering, and I, I was happy to see it. Whoa, dude, Matt, thank you for saying that. Yeah, I, it's funny that you say that because I remember shooting that scene, and that was yeah, that was exactly. So yeah, that was like full on dad, full on post hernia surgery, just like, and I remember being like, well, this is it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, like, this is me. Like, you know, I got my shirt off and this is me and like, this is happening and Gabby's leaving me and all this terrible things are happening to Lee and kind of just like, I'm now, I used to be a son of a billionaire. Now I'm living on the couch at my sister's house, you know? And, uh, I appreciate that you, yeah that you like felt that way about the character. Cause that's, that is what I was like going for to portray that. So that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I really enjoyed what they were doing with, with Lee on your, 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 it's, it's hard to see. It's days of our lives. Okay. So characters constantly come back. It's very interesting to be in this pocket of Lee Shen right now, where technically he's dead on the show. Everybody in the world expects him to be back, but it's unconfirmed, and I don't expect you to tell me. Uh, so, like, using the correct, like, terminology uh, versus, like, past tense and present tense is is, is a little challenging. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I really, thanks, thanks for saying that people, um, like, expect him to come back on the show and everything. That's really cool. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, I that's, think that there was, there's a lot left of, of Lee's story to tell, especially with the new facts about him that they introduced upon the exit of Lee Shen. It's like opening up a whole new chapter of this person that nobody ever knew anything about that is just ripe for exploration and to add layers to this villainous character who needs to continue to be humanized. Absolutely. That's really great. That's so, man, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, I, I, I totally agree. I thought it was really cool that the writers wrote that um, with uh, Marlene Evans and Lee and talking about everything that had kind of happened and why he is the way he is. And mm. what's funny is like the whole time, right. As an actor, you have to kind of make that stuff up because right. you don't know it. So it's not, it's not like a movie where, you know, that scene happens in the end. So you kind of know who the guy is and you're making these decisions based on this other information. But, um, it was really funny also reading it and being like, Oh, this is kind of what I always thought happened to Lee. Like, this is kind of the, the environment I felt like he grew up with. This is kind of like his relationship with his parents. This is kind of like why he's acting the way he's acting. My wife always says that men are like clams. Okay. They're like, they're open emotionally. And then they get their feeling hurt, their feelings hurt once. And then they close and they never, and they, and they turn into little hard shells. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I think that Lee's totally like a clam, you know, mm -hmm. like he seems like all evil and bad and heartless and unemotional and strategic, which he is because he's raised that way. But you know, it all comes from kind of this like hurt and this, like yeah. this big heartache that he has. And he, he's like, when he was younger, he was innocent and then he lost his innocence, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I think that that's so cool that they wrote that. I always love it. It is, I it is cool. Um, from a viewer's standpoint, um, it, you know, it, one, one, it makes me go, well, Lee's not done. Lee's coming back. And then the second part, too, is it, it's, it, it adds more tragedy to the death of Lee if it is a permanent thing, that we find out all of this terrible stuff. He, he's starting to kind of recognize it about himself, make the beginning stages of working on that and getting past it, and then he dies. Like, totally. the tragedy of Lee Shen. Totally. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And I was, I was thinking the same thing when I was reading the script, I was like, man, this is so awesome that it, like the whole arc of the character that, that I even got to play an arc, you yeah. know what I mean? That I like, it was like a definitive arc, you know, I feel like that's what all actors want to do. They want to come in as like the villain, the heartless villain. And then they, and then right at the very end, you know, it's like, oh, this is all the heart of the guy and why he was the way he was. And it all makes sense. And and he's like so vulnerable and open now. And he's really like turned a new leaf in his life. And right when that's happening, he goes, you know, it's like, yeah. It's, it's, yes. so yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's well, my, really like, my favorite yeah, part exciting. of Lee, um, I, I love the relationship that you had with Wendy. I thought it was beautiful. Oh, thanks. You know, uh, uh, you really, I thought, Victoria Grace was she, she your baby sister and you were so protective of her and she's protective of you and you guys really understand the history of each other and you know what it was like to be raised in that controlled domineering environment of your parents you both lived it together and you truly understand it in a way that no one else can yes so, yeah, yeah I, I appreciate I, that you saw that between Victoria and I that's really chemistry yeah, for sure Yes, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. And the scenes that I've seen of Victoria just grieving you since your exit, so genuine, so believable, uh, beautiful. Yeah. I love Thank Victoria. You. I Thank you for saying great. that. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> she's so awesome. Yeah, I just love working with her. You know, I love working with everyone that I've worked with yeah. on, on Days of Our Lives, um, honestly. Uh, and But yeah, working with Victoria was always so... I don't know it's like so easy like easy going you it, know it really, it maybe, the, maybe that's easy. maybe that's why that chemistry maybe that's why that chemistry happened Let's on screen see. is because well, it felt like that in real life you know well i think we can see it yeah. i think we see it on the screen and this is what i think for for leeshin i don't think leeshin is dead oh 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 i think that his dad somebody that somehow his dad was able to scoop him up and take him somewhere, maybe to Dr. Wall, who knows, maybe back home to China. <laughs> and the re and you know, this week, this past week, Wendy called home and she wasn't feeling so bad because her mom said that things were a little bit better and your dad was feeling better. And he was, you know, because they sounded like made it sound like he was gonna die from grief of losing his <laughs> but now he's fine, he's okay. Yeah, and he's now he's it. a little better. So I thought, <laughs> hmm, okay, that's because dad's got him. Totally, totally. Time will tell. We will see how the stories unfold in Salem. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see. I want to see. I want to see the Elder Shin so badly because just from what you and Wendy have went through, I already can't stand him. I I figured it out. And and, and Remington, you're going to love this. Okay, this is how we bring back Lee Shin. Okay, the original form Lee Shin dead. (laughs) New Lee Shin is a clone. Of Lee yes. from a skin cell. Okay. From a skin cell, Rolf. Cloned Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and that's how we're doing it. So, uh, R- Ron, I think your name is, uh, just write that, just jot that down somewhere, Ron. 
and uh, you get that going. <laughs> Gosh, that's such a great. That's both of those are really. I mean, both of those are really great, you guys. Well, hey, thanks. really? No, well, yeah. Thanks. You know, we we, yeah, we have a couple of years speculating about soaps under our belts, so you know we're we're often Matthew wrong. Matthew and I just want to write for soaps so bad. Oh man, it would be super fun. I mean, what what sort of? I mean, I, I think that it would be anybody's dream manifested to be able to write for a soap, especially a soap like Days of Our Lives, which leans into the camp and leans into the silly. Have you? So, have you written anything and sent it to them? Or uh, I like haven't that? written anything to send to them. No, but I did write a audio drama that's going to be produced uh, th th this year. Um, so I'm looking no forward way. to having that done. I, low budget, low thing. You know, I'm not making a buck off of it or anything. But you know, I had a script and it's, it's getting produced by somebody who liked it. So um, that, that'll Sweet. be exciting. So that'll be that'll be an audio drama like like on um, Spotify or Audible or something like that. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. listen so to it. It's kind it of on, like a yeah, it's like a story worldwide. <laughs> okay, and cool. A little, little short form. Each episode is only like I want to say like four to eight pages long. Oh, super. Yeah, and there's like eight nice. to ten episodes or so, depending on how we all edit it out. It'll be eight to ten episodes. Um, but yeah, it's just a little 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 adventurous little soap opera. And uh Gosh, well, yeah. if you want if you want to write for really days sure. of our lives, you should write some you should write some like ideas and stuff and, and write out a script and send it to them. Sure. I'll and see that. if they yeah, and see <laughs> if they like you know, because yeah, and if you just let them know like, hey, I I've been watching soaps and I do this podcast and i love it and i just my my dream is to write for a soap i mean yeah i don't think it's uh i don't think it's too far-fetched you know i mean it, 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 it's it's happened it's happened for people um I, I don't know if you know uh donnell turner from general hospital uh but he's an actor over there on gh who um much like you threw himself at the soap and threw himself at the soap and threw himself at the soap until one day they're like hey we got the role for you and they brought him in Really? So sim similar to you, auditioned and auditioned and auditioned until finally the character that you were meant to play this whole time gets written and they cast you for it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah, I was so happy to play Lee Shin yeah. when I read it and stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such an awesome character. He's such a badass. You know, like, you know. Um, hey, Angela. And, uh, uh, our, our third Days yeah. for Dummies co-host has finally popped in here just as oh, I was cool. preparing to thank you for being with us. I'm so sorry, Remington. I just wanted to say <laughs> hi. We have the horrible white stuff coming down here in Boston, and I was on the road, and yeah. <laughs> Racing oh, to get home as safely as possible. You're in Boston, right on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's Angela. She's actually the Days for, days of Our Lives expert that we have with us every week here on Days for Dummies. So Ma and I, you know, we're only about four, four to six months deep into mm -hmm. Days. Angela's been watching for decades. So she is just loaded up with the history and knows exactly who these people are, are why they're related to each other, who well, hates Angela who. knows a lot more than I do. That's for sure. <laughs> so we're... we're you know, we're in the auditorium listening to her lecture. She is the expert. She's our professor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> professor Angela. How, how, did, how did you all meet each other? Twitter. Really? I mean, well, I I mean, know, ma I I mean mom, of course, obviously. is my mom. So I've known her <laughs> yes. since, you know, before I even have memories. Uh, <laughs> I write for um, Soap Opera News. And we all started chatting and... Matt was writes a little bit for us as well, and we, you know, what, what, you know, I, we we I go on Twitter, and when I when I tweet, I tweet, um, I tweet fairly, and I tweet tweet intelligently, 
And that caught the attention of SoapOperaNews.net, and they were interested in my perspective and point of view uh, when it comes to writing some articles. So uh, every week I write about who's the best dressed, and uh, every once in a while I get to write about who the best performer is for the week, as decided by a, a, a group of people who work for Soap Opera News. Uh, and there's also a second website, TVEntertainmentNews.com, that we like to plug as well, which is also, you know, daytime and entertainment related. We're yes. trying to expand that brand as well. Yes. Right on, right on, you guys. Oh, That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, so, you know, we're trying. We're trying. We're here on the low yeah. rungs, crawling up to the top. So thank you yeah. for giving, you yes. know, legitimizing Absolutely. us with your time. Yeah. Oh, we're sure, on the bottom course. rung still, and our bodies are just waving in the wind. <laughs> <Trying>. <laughs> and I'm going to be reaching out to you on behalf of Soap Opera News for an interview as well, Mr. Hoffman, because yeah. I'm a huge Lee Shin fan huge there are so many Lee Shin fans out there really like if, if you ever sit yeah. there laying in bed at night wondering if anybody cares go to sleep soundly knowing that people yes <laughs> and nobody wants want you to back. be dead <clears throat> nobody wants you to be dead nobody I, we're all expecting you to wake up on some submarine somewhere and be back in just yeah, a couple of weeks so. <laughs> gosh that's so awesome you guys like you don't that really just means that really means a lot to me matt thank you for saying that all of you you know you know the live chat really kind really kind you know to just read some quotes here leanne says i appreciate you and enjoy how genuinely engaged you've been this entire time uh says leanne so thank you for that well thank you leanne yeah uh melissa uh well one of our one of our longtime chat members wants to know if you're looking forward to dressing up una in a little basketball outfit and taking her out to the court one day Oh, totally, totally. I haven't put her in a basketball outfit yet, but um, I do take her to the court. So I would take her to the YMCA early in the morning before anyone gets there, and then I would shoot. And then when I miss, she would go over and she gets the ball and she brings it to me, and then I take it and then I shoot again, and then she kind of follows the ball around and everything. She knows the word ball. That's one of her first words that she knows. Yeah, so because it's the same in Swedish as it is in English. Eventually she'll mock you. Yeah. (laughs) yeah so enjoy the well she already mocks me she mocks the way i laugh (laughs) so like i sometimes have a big laugh you know in life and all of a sudden she was walking through the house one day and she was like (laughs) 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 and everyone was like where did she get this fake weird laugh that she's doing you know (laughs) and then all of a sudden i looked and i was like oh my gosh she's doing me She's impersonating me. Yeah, yeah, she's impersonating me. So she's already, yeah, she's already like making fun of me. And yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah, it just goes. I, you know, I have grown children, so I'm telling you, it's just all downhill. It's just, <laughs> and then it goes back up once they're like, you know, realized, you know, paying bills and, you know, when they're 28 years old. Yeah. 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 When they come back and thank you for everything yeah, you did for them. Yeah, Somewhere between Maybe we'll start a when, when she's between thirteen and fifteen, you will you will suddenly be a brainless wonder. It's a wonder you can even make a sentence. And then when you're a, when she's about 24, 25, 26, she will suddenly remember what a genius you are. Yes. <laughs> and how, what a valued opinion you have. Yes. I, I, those I, years I... in between. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm the sharpest tool in the shed so i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't think i know what i'm talking about i I don't think i know what i'm talking about sometimes so you know 
I wouldn't blame her. I'd be like, yeah, you're probably right. You probably know better than I Just prepare for that eight-year-old <laughs> yeah. eye roll where she just gives you the, okay, dad, you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I got to make sure that I have integrity. You know, that's what I think that's going to be difficult. Like, like if I tell her this happens, we go get ice cream or, you know, this like an example mm-hmm. that I have to do that. I can't Absolutely. tell her we do this. And then, and then I make up some excuse that I can't go get ice cream because of blah, 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 blah. Because that to me seems like it's going to be probably the most challenging and one of the most important parts of like what Absolutely. you were saying, Matt, like that eight year old time that mm-hmm. like I have integrity to what I'm saying yeah. and Absolutely. that I don't just kind of blurt things out. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there for this thing, you know, and then I'm not there. Hey, um, fact, I can tell you from personal although, experience, having parents if I can give you is the way to go. If I can give you, you are right about having integrity that way. However, parenting pro tip, Mm. teach her now that when the ice cream truck is playing music, it means they're out of ice cream. Oh, (laughs) nice. Telling you. When the ice cream truck is playing music, it means they're out of ice cream. (laughs) Lie, that's okay to tell them. <laughs> yeah, well, too much ice cream isn't good for them, anyways. So, yes. you know what I mean? Exactly. Or yeah. you just fill her up with ice My cream so she gets sick every time she eats it. That's a long time. That's so, so funny. Oh those God. lies are okay to tell them. It's oh. like telling them about Santa Claus. You know, you tell them there's a Santa. It's the same kind of lie. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. Obviously, it's a good um, one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we don't know who watches this. Uh, anyway. I know. Uh, <laughs> I just ruined some child's childhood. Thanks, Angela. Uh, we're going to get emails, Matt. We're going to get oh emails. Oh, my goodness. Please don't email me. Email Angela. You can find her on Twitter, at Twitter, you know, Brooklyn74 specifically. That'll be yep, Angela. You guys can come after uh, me for that one. Yeah, it's, the name's down there at the bottom of the screen. Just go ahead. And, <laughs> Matt doesn't need you know, to catch the straight for this one. Not to hear yeah. the 10th Floor Podcast Network. Well, thank you very much, Remington, for, for giving us an, an hour of your time. <laughs> I appreciate you guys carving out this section of your day to come talk to us. Um, Great. This was probably one of my favorite conversations I've had on the podcast so far. So thank you so much. Yes. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. I can't wait to go back and watch it. Yeah. No, thanks. Thank you all for inviting me. And uh, Matt, thanks for making sure to set this up and like, uh, you know, working with my time schedule too. That was really kind. And, super busy, yeah. man. I mean, I'm looking forward to, to catching up with Zatima. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up and I'm gonna watch it episode for episode, and then I'll be ready for season three when that drops. And uh, and you know, Days of Our Lives has been super fun. Um, I, I really hope that we get to see you back on the show. Um, I'm just gonna move forward with the assumption that we will, and I hope that that manifests into good things for you in the future. Hey, yes. I really appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, Thank no you. Problem, no problem. We need more yeah. Melinda and Lee, and we need to meet Lee's old girlfriend that her, his father ran off. Oh, my gosh. Yes. yes. And his yes. secret son that nobody knows about. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the uh, child that, that's been hit yeah. away. Exactly. <laughs> Just as Melinda and Lee work things out and are happy and are good, then the ex shows up. Uh, but, oh, you know, yeah, but Lee Shin deserves much better with... than Melinda Trask. <clears throat> Melinda Trask is not good enough for Lee Shin. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's not. <laughs> well uh, according to the chat as well you know we also covered general hospital and the, the fans of gh would would be happy to have you on that show too so mm-hmm. if not days uh, you know call mark teshner and go get, go on that show then i guess hey yes. thank you man thank they you, need man. hospital staff yes they need hospital well, you could be a doctor he could be selena Wu's nephew oh there you go oh, Look at she that. Could, yeah could be a mobster yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I, um, it's not I too much of a General departure Hospital, from Lee Shin. Actually, before. Yeah. What role do you know? What? Um, I you know I don't remember what role. I don't think it was a recurring role and it was a doctor. Mm-hmm. So it was like, it wasn't like a series regular. It was like he was going to be in a couple episodes, but then gone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember the casting office and I remember the casting director super kind and nice. And it mm-hmm. was very like clean and welcoming, a clean and welcoming office. Oh, because back when we were like for actors, back when we used to audition in person, you could feel all the different offices. And I remember what it would feel like going on to like the Warner Brothers lot or the Disney lot or the ABC lot or General Hospital or Days and all these different casting offices and how they feel. Um, And they all feel so different. And I remember General Hospital was really cool. It's really, really nice. Yeah, really like nice office, really clean, really everyone was really kind and welcoming. And the casting director was super, super cool and really felt like they wanted you to do well. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... Mark I mean, it's, it's why it's probably why General genius. Hospital is so successful. Obviously, yeah. I mean, you know? everybody wants years. to put on the best show, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so uh, before we fall into yet another topic, thank you very much, Remington. <laughs> yeah, you guys. <laughs> and look awesome. for me to reach out as well for soap opera news. I can't wait. Hopefully, we can set up a time to talk for. Oh, my mind. An interview. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'm, 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 I'm open. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. Awesome. Um, contact Sweet. me. Okay. And thanks again. Thanks again for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, thank everyone. you for thank for, you for for coming. So yeah, again, everybody, keep your eyes open for Zatima season three coming out, and uh, you know, go, go, get some Peacock and watch some reruns because you you'll be able yeah. to see some some classic Leishin moments uh, at, on the yeah. Peacock library. Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, and so, I wanted to say that everyone yeah. who's been listening, um, the fans, like, thank you for you know, tuning in and, and listening and everything. And we appreciate the fans so much. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate the fans. Um, everything that helps the, you know, days it's, it's, it's really appreciated by the whole cast and produ- producers and everyone. Seriously. Yeah. It doesn't go unnoticed your passion for soaps. So keep it up folks. Yes. Thanks. Yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you guys. Yeah. Have, thank you. Have thank a great you. weekend. You too. Thank you, you so too. much. <laughs> Take care. Thanks again for having me on the show. Mm-hmm. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs> Uh, all right, and then I guess this will be the sign out. Well, thanks for joining us. We 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 had a great time talking to to Remington Hoffman for the last hour. The easiest conversation that I think we've had with anybody on the podcast so far. Even easier than talking to Vincent Irizarry. Well, we didn't have to say anything with Vincent at all. Uh, I mean, even easier <laughs> because you know it was a very one side. No, no hate. It was you know very one side. A lot of a lot of really great detailed uh, information coming from Vincent with a little prompting. But this was back and forth. I feel like we made a connection. I feel like I'm friends with Remington Hoffman. <laughs> Pretty cool friend to have. Yes. Well, thanks for popping in here at the last second, Angela. I'm sorry that you missed most of it. But, oh, I'm you know, so sad. It, it, it is what it is. You know, I mean, this 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 isn't the first <sighs> time we'll have snow. somebody on Days for Dummies. I know. I know. And I'm sure well, we'll have him back, too. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yep. Uh, Second, we start hearing Lee being mentioned a lot. Yeah. When we start, yes, Lee, 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 and then we'll invite him back when Lee is officially resurrected. Uh, yes, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so hey, folks, I'm gonna click the off button. Ma and I, we're gonna be back in, I don't know, what do you say, 15 minutes? <laughs> Let's do 20. 20 minutes, we'll be back yeah. 20 minutes. We'll get into some GH chatter. I'm sure it won't be super long, but we'll be back for the 10th floor in about 20. Yep, so come back at noon, essentially. Sounds good. All right, folks, uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Ma. And we'll catch you next time, next week here on Days for Dummies. Bye.